My name is Jamie Greenberg. And the last thing I prayed for was in real life schooling to begin again. Please, God, please. Hello, Jessica. It's JC here. Hello. <laughs> I figured it was JC. <laughs> Starting on a strange note already. Um, happy almost Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. By the time this airs, it will be Hanukkah. Exciting. That just reminded me I need to tell you a story after you say all the important things you need to say. Then I have some dumb shit to talk about. Anyway, um, we wanted to tell you guys about a podcast that we've been listening to and loving. It's called Bad Liar with Helena Rosen. You can get it anywhere that you get this podcast. Helena is a sweet little angel who I actually went to college with, and she hosts a podcast called Bad Liar. It has open, honest, funny, and deep conversations on Bad Liar. Helena talks with guests, all types of guests, about taking a leap of faith in their careers or dating in different cities or opening up about taboo topics like shame, divorce, getting fired. I can relate and so much more. Each episode takes a deep dive into the guest, and uh, the audience truly learns never before heard. Okay, I I can't read. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> never send me copy to read because I can't read. Um, <laughs> anyway, this podcast is fucking awesome. Helena is the best. I actually was on a recent episode. So if you haven't had enough of me yet, you can head over to Bad Liar with Helena Rosen and listen to my episode. I talk about dating in LA, getting into comedy, kind of the same old shit, but it's great because it's me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well said. I thought your episode was really funny and you told a lot of dating stories that I had never heard before and they were so good. And I thought the Dating stories that I had already heard from you were good, and these were almost better. But some of them, I, I think the ones you've told me are not appropriate for podcasts. I'm curious now what I've told you, but you can sidebar with me after. Yeah, we'll talk about anyway, that Anyway, what dumb shit did you want to say? Okay, so I decided to go balls to the wall this Hanukkah. I wanted to make my Bubby's Hanukkah cookies, rest in peace. And I've never done it before, but I'm like, it's super easy. It's just sugar cookies. The hardest part is getting the shapes. And I wanted to get a dreidel, a menorah, and a Star of David or a Jewish star, depending on where you're from. So I went to Williams-Sonoma, a prestige kitchen and cooking supply store, to get the cookie cutters. And I don't see them, so I ask a sales lady, excuse me, where are the, um, the holiday <laughs> or the Hanukkah cookie You're cutters? a really good storyteller. Like, and she was, like, looking for them, and she was like, actually, we don't have any I think we're getting them. Like, we haven't gotten the Hanukkah stuff next week. I think we're getting them next week. I was like, Hanukkah is in, like, two days. What are you guys doing? You've had your Christmas shit up since November 24th, but you can't even be bothered to get three fucking cookie cutters so that I can honor my grandmother's legacy? I don't think so. And then I stormed out of there, and I'll never go back. I don't know Just I love if you know this, but William Sonoma, not a Jew. Really? <laughs> I assume. Are you sure? <laughs> Not sure at all, but I'm going to go with I'm correct. The thing that's shitty is I looked online as well, and there's literally like one seller of Hanukkah cookie cutters on Amazon, and they won't arrive until after 
the holiday. Well, that's so I was a like, bus. this is not meant to be. Um, before we let you guys listen to the actual show today, which is with makeup artist, sweet angel, amazing human being, Jamie Greenberg. You said it. I would yep. like to know what's going on with your hair currently. What my hair? Your hair? What is this ribbon? Oh, I braided a ribbon into my hair just to spice things up. I actually forgot that I would be seeing people today. So this was just for me. <laughs> you look like little Bo Peep. And then right when our Zoom was starting, I was like, oh shit, I'm actually like I have this thing in my hair and I was trying to fix it and I didn't have time. So I'm just kind of going with it. Um, I would say that I like it and I think it's cute, I, but that would be a lie. JC, by all means, drag me more. It really makes me feel good. And your skin looks amazing. Your eyebrows look amazing. You look very skinny. I just don't know Thank about you. the ribbon. Okay. That's all. That's all that matters. (laughs) As long as I look skinny. Okay, now here's us talking to Jamie Greenberg. Enjoy. Kisses. Hi there, we're JC and Jessica, and this is Pray For Us, a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about how we observe Judaism when it comes to holidays, relationships, food, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Jamie Greenberg. Jamie is a celebrity makeup artist, and she also co-hosts the podcast, The Makedown, and is the creator of The Bly Lighter, a blush and highlighter hybrid for your cheeks. It's chic as fuck. Go, Jamie. Welcome to the pod. Yes. How are you? Shalom. Shalom. What if, yes. what if I only spoke Hebrew the entire interview? Then we would have nothing to talk about because we certainly do not speak Hebrew. <laughs> we would be sitting here in silence. Neither do I. So we're all on the same page. Thank God. <laughs> Perfect. First things first. Are you from Maryland? Is that correct? Or did you grow up there? Correct. Potomac, Bethesda, Rockville area. My first fake ID was from Potomac, Maryland. Did I make mm. it? No, it was made by some man on Sullivan Street in Soho. And it was literally a picture of me. And I looked 16 because I was 16. And it just had a Potomac address. So that's so ironic. I know. <laughs> what are the chances? That. He's like, all the Jews are from Potomac, Maryland when he made their fake ID. <laughs> it literally is like Potomac and Bethesda. Yeah. yeah and Bo- Boca Raton mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. somewhere in New Jersey. Livingston <laughs> or Milburn, yes. New Jersey. Yeah. Those are the places. <laughs> or Westchester. Yeah. New York. Yes. Yeah. West yes. Chester. That's where JC is right now. Yeah. Yes. Currently here. Westchester. So what did you have a pretty like religious upbringing or what were what was it like? You guys, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I was confirmed. Um, wow. So, wow. Yeah. So I'm not, you know, we were reformed. My mom was very into it, though, like loved it. I found it to be a great place to hone comedy skills. I, it was just not my bag. Like I was not, I did not like it at all, but I was bat mitzvahed and I was confirmed and thank you. And then my mom's like, (laughs) okay, whatever. But you know, definitely all the high holidays and also growing up in a predominantly Jewish area, which it's so funny when you meet people in the real world nowadays that like, we're like, what's a bar mitzvah? I'm like, what? I had like three every weekend for two years. Like Jordan (laughs) Sakelli got mad at me because I left his early and I went to Stephanie's. It was like a whole, (laughs) like I lost friends over it. And people are like, I don't know what that is. So, I mean, it was very much part of my upbringing. 
I think my mom like could have even gone conservative, but she was very into it. She like substitute taught at this temple. It was, yeah, it was definitely part of my upbringing for sure. What was your bat mitzvah theme? These are a few of my favorite things. Every table was something different. Um, That's so cute. Yeah, because I really, it was like soccer and dance. And I had goldfish and golden retrievers and horses. So basically no theme. You just were like, (laughs) I want everything I like to be here. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Was there any, like, did you tie it back to the sound of music at all? (laughs) Or was it just the the title? That was the title. But then on my video, they used the Herb Alpert version of the song. um, Okay. And that was instrumental. And then a couple years ago, I met Herb Alpert's. She's now one of my friends, Jess, word to Jess Alpert. I don't even think I've ever told her this story because I was kind of embarrassed <laughs> by it. But her like his like niece and me and my brother just always hum that as a joke. Like, <laughs> and we know what we're talking about so bad. I mean, I feel like the video so montage is like the most iconic part of a bat mitzvah. I remember I had like, the worst. I had like uh, the Mago de Oz version of somewhere over the rainbow like <laughs> what were yours what were your I had somewhere over the... oh my theme or my yeah. songs my theme was club <laughs> JC um I literally have Age a sweater in that closet sweatshirt excuse me with the logo on it I copied Paris Hilton's club Paris and yes. just like fully took her logo it's like pink there's a crown I don't know why I thought people would want to wear that, but they did. They wore it. I would wear that today. I would too. My bat mitzvah theme was me. My mom was like really anti-theme. She thought that it was tacky. So it was just like supposed to be like a chic elevated party (laughs) at like a hotel ballroom. And we did my, we tried to be like really alternative and not traditional. And like (laughs) we served, we had these like cakes. There were these really pretty fondant colored cakes, like as the centerpiece instead of a dessert table and like I served paninis instead of chicken fingers oh elevated and I didn't have a video yeah I, I thought know. you were gonna I say shellfish you. and meat like I was like oh she went you know <laughs> that would be really groundbreaking we I did not have a video there was just like a slideshow of photos from my life in the background yeah, that's the video oh you didn't do like everyone oh, no down. we didn't have everyone sit down now, are you it. were you are you from LA did you grow up in LA I'm from Phoenix. Okay. Because I was going to say the LA, we have uh, my, the family I married into has, they grew, they grew up here and we went to their bat mitzvah Mm -hmm. when we first moved out here. The LA bat mitzvah experience is like, also, let's just talk about, you guys seem to be like probably 15 years younger than me, I'm going to guess. I don't think. Maybe 20. 20 years. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I feel like we must be like 10 years maximum. Mm, yeah, I'm going to just say it's all about my serum. But <laughs> back in my day, like it was cheesy as fuck. And like it was so like archaic now. And then I remember I came to L.A. and we went to his cousin's bat mitzvah and she came out to a Beyonce song that she choreographed with two professional dancers. And it was she was like, 13, like gawky 13. Uh-oh, 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 Anana. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then it was so much for everyone to take away. Like there's like 700, like you get like a, a hat with spray paint and then you get like, they open a bank account for you. And then they have like 
walking magic. And then you get like, I mean, we went home with so much swag and I was like, oh my God, my mom bought like these pins. Like I could run and get, I'll send you guys a picture. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> was there a celebrity performance? I feel like everything I hear about LA bar and bat mitzvahs is like, mm-hmm. oh, like the Jonas Brothers were there. Right. So that's like next level. But they do have the slideshow, which is not a slideshow anymore. It's a video. And they get mm-hmm. like Lakers and they get like, you know, famous actors. And everybody's on this thing being like, we just want to wish you congratulations on your bar mitzvah or whatever, you know. But I did do <laughs> someone's makeup re- last year, maybe two years ago, that their guest of honor, who is going to be there for like 10 minutes for like a half a million dollars, was Marshmallow. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. Also, like, just pay an imposter Marshmallow because you <laughs> yeah, would never know what Marshmallow looks like. He has a stupid thing on his head. So That's just, like, genius. have your dad do it. Like, have the uncle who no Easy. one even wants there to just, like, be Marshmallow. That is actually a really good idea. That is, or, like, roll out grandma in her wheelchair. She'll be like, <laughs> like, <laughs> weekend at Bernie's Marshmallow. <laughs> That is genius. That is a top 10 movie for me, by the way. This conversation just reminded me how expensive bar and bat mitzvahs are and how out of touch you are as a 13-year-old. Like, I remember at, we went to this, like, really opulent bat mitzvah when I was, like, 13 or 14. And I was like, Dad, give or take, how much do you think this bat mitzvah costs? Like, $3,000? <laughs> like, I had no concept of money. He's like, probably $60,000. I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking insane. Like, not every bat mitzvah is like that, but a lot of them are. I mean, and add to that, I feel like in L.A., that's just, like, for the invitations. Like, exactly. it's nuts here. It's a whole nother level. And I got to tell you, like, when I, I've been to a bunch now, some have been more tasteful than others where they're not spending so much money, but a lot of them have been very expensive. And it's, like, disgusts me. Like, yeah, I hate to say it, it disgusts me. I'm just going to put it out there. And I, I, for a while, have been very anti-bar and bat mitzvah because I'm like, I'm not, I am not keeping up with the Joneses. I'm not doing it. I'm just, yeah. it's just not my vibe. Like, mm-hmm. it really is who can do it better. It's also like, I feel like we, or our, our parents spent so much money on that day and like, with the pictures and the video and like, all of us look terrible. Like, <laughs> Like Terrible. everyone had braces. I know like there were some kids in Long Island who like got their braces off for their party, which is absolutely bad. And then got them and back got on them back afterward. On. But like for the most part, like this is not prime time for us 13 year olds. No. Agree with me like or disagree with me. But like, I think now it's really weird. I don't know if because everyone's been drinking like hormone milk for so long that like now everyone's like going through that phase at like 10. Yeah. And by the time they're 13, mm-hmm. they have like, tits and ass and they're like hot and I'm like what is happening I mean everyone on TikTok I don't know if you yes, fuck with I'm TikTok a, but everyone is it. so hot and then I like read comments and they're like 14 years old like I'm like what like that's it's mind-blowing it's frightening I think filters help but like Kylie Jenner did youngsters a strong disservice because now everyone just mm-hmm. looks like an alien version of of themselves it's fucking I crazy love, do you follow a lot of those before and after picture um <sighs> i follow on instagram all of them on the love yes. phase yes. like the love oh phase. my god all of them i love that wait so i'm much. so glad you brought this up okay i think there's something about being jewish where you have this like uncanny ability to spot plastic surgery do you agree a hundred percent agree i could spot a nose job from across the room i just <laughs> I think 
I have like an obsession with it. Like, I think it's fascinating, but you just know when something has been altered. I don't know. I 100% agree with you. No, I don't know. Listen, I mean, you. there's a lot of stereotypes about being Jewish. And I think for me, mm-hmm. one of them that I will say I play part of is like having the critical aunts and moms and grandmas that like talk shit about everything. So it mm-hmm. makes you like hypersensitive, like, up oh, here comes Stacy with the nose job. Look at her nose. <laughs> her nose. You know, like, I mean, I'm adding the, the the New York because my parents are both from Jersey. So my mom had like a really thick accent. But like, I feel like, my grandmother and my aunt, I mean, they're all so critical. And like my grandmother, Mm -hmm. like is 96 and still like counting points on Weight Watchers. And I'm like, bitch, give it up. (laughs) Give it up. It's over. Eat whatever you want. It's the first thing she'd be like, oh, look, 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 look how fat she got. You know, like grandma. And I wonder why I'm like just obsessed with it. So I think that it's part of our culture that we're drawn to notice anything that's different, you know? Yes. It's funny because I feel like while I was growing up, my mom was very much that way. And as I've gotten older, I feel like she's let up and I've become like more severe. And like now that I'm spending some time at home, I will like talk shit about people's appearances all day and night. And my mom will be like, that's not nice. That's not nice. And I'm like, where did you think I got this from? Like, I wasn't Mm -hmm. born with like these judgmental outlooks on people and and like life but apparently now I'm the I'm the villain so I agree that maybe she like went to like a retreat or something and she's (laughs) trying (laughs) she started meditating that is incorrect I can tell you right now would not be caught dead meditating (laughs) even the other day I was with a family member who I won't name she's in her 60s and she's like very conscientious about what she is it your mom and (laughs) no it's actually not my mom (laughs) and she like lifted up her arms and was like look how fat my arms are and she's like I have Hadassah arms and I was like what is that for those of you who don't know Hadassah is like a Jewish women's magazine (laughs) and she was basically saying like I have the arms of an old Jewish woman. I was like, we are so terrible to each other. Like, why are we like this? Bingo wings. I, I heard know. them called. Bingo wings. Ooh. Bingo wings. Oh my God. I like that. Mahjong wings is yeah, more Mahjong appropriate. Wings. <laughs> yes. I, we are. But if you look at our heritage, I mean, as an Eastern European Jew, it is not cute. Mm-hmm. Like it is very, very short and stout. Yeah. It's funny because yeah. I obviously wouldn't, it's funny because like people will say like you look so Jewish either it's typically as an insult. And then when people tell me I don't look Jewish, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. But <laughs> that's so fucked up. It is. Fuck- I mean, looking at you, I would think you could be play a lot of roles like Mexican, thank Latino, you. <laughs> See, Italian. So my my dad is Italian, so I'm not like full on Ashkenaz. Oh, but like so lucky. Yeah, but you're set. I am set, but I'm still very hairy because both cultures are like extreme body hair hair. yeah but luckily Mm -hmm. and again here we are back to the nose jobs but luckily i was blessed with a straight decent nose and um very proud it is crazy though i don't know i mean listen i mean if you're listening to this either you hate us or you're us but (laughs) (laughs) very true there's no in between i mean it's scary because i'm not talking out of turn here i mean no one likes us like it's really scary and we don't even like us Mm mm-hmm 
It's true. I don't know. Like my dad, so not to bring the party down, but my mom passed away. It's awful because she was my best friend, just like I'm sure your moms are, but it's been 11 years. So my dad moved to, met someone and moved to Florida, which surprise, surprise, it's where my grandmother lives, counting her points. But (laughs) so like all the Jews, like pretty much live in like, like the young Jews, like us, the mid young Jews live in like cities. Right. So every, there's a lot in the usually the east or the or like New York or L.A. pretty much. Yeah. Right. So there's a lot of us here. Then they're like sprinkled. There's areas that are sprinkled. I remember when I was looking at colleges, my mom would be like, they've got a great Jewish population there. They've Mine got a, too. What is yes. <laughs> that was like one Same. of the biggest things. Like I remember being like, oh, I might want to go to UT and that, this was like way before they even got a Jewish population. And my mom was like, you don't want to be the only Jew there. Like I was the only Jew when I went to college and everyone asked me if I had horns and you, I'm not going to let that happen to you. And yeah, that was like a big thing when I was applying to colleges for sure. Yeah. My mom went to Kentucky. She was also like the only oh, Jew. Wow. They, and she was blonde with green eyes. And they were like, she's like, they called me Kelly Ann. And I was like, Kelly Ann. Now that wouldn't fly so much. But I'm like, that's not your yeah. name. They called What you was Kelly- her name? Ruth, Ruth Ann. <laughs> what? That I was like, so why? Random. I think because she was like hiding, but she used to tell me like similar stuff. But I think that the point is like, then like parents, when they retire or they live in, you know, there's, they live in safe areas where like they think that that's all there is. And, you know, I meet people in LA that aren't Jewish. I mean, every, like all my friends, you know, and they're like, there's so many Jews, Jews are everywhere. I'm like, Jews are nowhere. They're nowhere. I think, isn't the percentage of Jews in the United States like less than 3% of people? Yeah, it's, I think it's... That sounds right. I think 2. it's, 5? Point, it's like 2% or even 0. 0.2. Two. There's a 2 yeah. in there. It could be even less than yeah. 2%. Yeah, it might be. T- and I'm and they're like, what? And I'm like, no, there's like most of the Jews you've met in LA, like, and then New York and then sprinkled throughout, but they're nowhere. And it's, you know, I was watching... Um, a cartoon this morning on Netflix with my kids and it was all about Christmas. And I'm like, this is a time to reflect because this is the time when you're like, we are the out, like we're really the outsiders, you know, yeah. I, we, and you know, so much has happened as far as like everything with our society lately, but we are not black. We're lucky because they have been persecuted for so long. And if we were black, we would be in the same boat, you know? Yep. It's, right. They just, no one likes us. We're so fun. I know. What's not to like? We throw good parties. We know how to lo- like lock and load the food. <laughs> lock and load. Mm-hmm. I mean, lots of holidays. Yes, lots of crazy. Cooking. Because my boyfriend and I like recently had this. I don't want to say argument, so I'll say discussion. It was like in the height of the BLM movement, and I said like you know, no one likes black people or Jew- Jewish people equally. And my boyfriend was like, "That is not true." Like. Look, look at the South. Look at this. Look at that. Like, I grew up in St. Louis and no one ever said anything bad about Jewish people. And I was like, yeah, because you didn't know any. And or if you or if someone did say something negative, it would have gone over your head. You wouldn't have been paying attention to it, not calling you ignorant or saying that you are, you know, oblivious. But at the same time, this is only something that you would start to recognize now because you're dating a Jewish woman. Like, this isn't, it's just little things that would go over your head. Like, oh, that person's nose is big or like that Jew is cheap or whatever. Like it doesn't strike you automatically as something that's anti, anti-Semitic, but it is. I mean, I when I, I played yeah. soccer in college and I remember going to the team and some people had never met a Jew on the team before. And I was like, wow, really? And they were like, yeah. And then, yeah, you dodge like, 
oh, did you Jewem down and you're da 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 and you this and then you're like what? Also, the thing is, when you're Jewish, not everyone can tell outwardly. Like you can choose to wear like a kippah or to dress in sort of a frummy way and be very conservative. But like, for the most part, like you have to know what you're looking for and you can kind of hide behind that. And you don't even have to like observe the holidays or traditions if you don't want to. So like, that's a luxury. But like at the end of the day, like if you choose to identify as being Jewish or you have Jewish blood, like you are Jewish and you can't really like hide from that. I know what we try to, we put like Christmas lights up this year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you don't want to, you know, with the embrace it with the climate. We're just trying to like blend in. Yeah, I'm always asked clients like, "Can we live in your attic if shit goes down?" Like, <laughs> hopefully they all say yes. They all say yes. I'm like, Thank come God. on, it'll be fun. You got the hookup. You're covered. We wanted to ask you a little bit about your career and how you got into becoming a makeup artist. And then how you made the tr- transition from makeup artist to celebrity makeup artist because that's a huge feet and like not easy at all. So we were wondering how that happened. Um, well, I found out who all the Jews were in Hollywood. I'm just kidding. Okay. So, <laughs> well, definitely not like a career that was pushed. I studied film in college and my parents were like very into like doing that. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm smoking weed and having fun. Like, I don't know what I want to do. And then after college, I moved to New York City and got a job in editing and fucked around and like again, was like, this is, this can't be real life. Like, how do you leave college and then have to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning? Like, this is not cool. (laughs) Was it film editing or? Yeah, it was commercial editing. So they, and they, the the odd thing was they cut a lot of like L'Oreal spots and a lot of makeup spots. Mm. Um, Very cool. Like Soho, everything was paid for back in the day. You know, you could like take wine home if you wanted. It was like the cushiest job ever. I didn't make any money, but it was like everything was there for you. They like smoked pot after six o'clock. And like, <laughs> that's kind of like where Jess and I like worked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was so like just chill. And I was like, this is fun. But I would be like, I just it wasn't for me. And then I just kind of got odd jobs around New York. I waited tables. I dipped into the comedy world a little bit, mm-hmm. took improv classes and did a little stand up and then um, tried to do that. But my parents were like very into it. And they're like, yes, we support you. And I was like, I don't think I like it enough to go that hard. Mm-hmm. And then one summer, my husband also was in finance, but he wanted to be in film. And then I wanted to get into makeup. I just loved makeup. I always did it on everybody. I was like that girl, but I didn't know what I was doing. And so we were about to move to LA. We're like, I'm like, there's only one other place I would live. And that's LA. I had done like a summer program. Ironically, I was born here, but I, we, they moved like right away. So we lived in Bucks County for a summer. Pennsylvania. Beautiful. My cousin lives there. Wow. Amazing geography skills. I know. Look at her. Not a lot lot of Jews there actually, but it is a very quaint. Lots of deer. Lots of deer, you know, Peddler's Village or totally Peddler's Village. Yep. So I got a job at the Ulta. Like we were there for the summer to just fuck around. I would like train into the city for little things, but we just moved there because it was like his parents had a house there and my husband's parents. We were dating at the time, but we just like took a summer off, you know? And one, but after like two weeks, I was like, I'm so bored. Like we we made birdhouses, we've cooked, I'm done. Like what else can we do? I mean, I want to make money. So 
So one of my friends was like, there's a store called Ulta. I feel like you would love it. And so I went to Ulta. I like dressed like in my fiercest, like Ann Taylor suit and walked in with a resume. Like I was working nine to five. Like yeah, you did. And they were like, call security. There's some crazy bitch trying to get a job in a suit. <laughs> they gave me the job. I think I made like $7 and 50 cents an hour. And I had to get up at like four in the morning and like unload the truck with like all <sighs> these women. And I loved it. I just loved the product. I literally, it must be what like an addict feels like. That's what it felt like. Cause I would be around all the product and I'd like want to steal everything, but I'm not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but people would come and- Did you get a lot of freebies? So much freebies. People would come and teach okay. us from the brands and then you get to keep stuff and then you got discounts. And then I was like, oh my God, they're opening an Ulta on, on, in Los Angeles. I'll open that Ulta. So I went and moved out to LA, opened that Ulta, the one on La Brea and Santa Monica. Oh. Learned so much about like homeless people and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's an area to be in for sure. Yeah. There's a market there. There is a market there. And like, it was just, a, it was interesting. And then six months after that, I was like, I need to go to Bloomingdale's. And my parents were like, what are you doing? Like, you have a college education, you this. And I was like, I'm telling you, I'm on to something. So I got a job at Bloomingdale's and my parents really loved that, you know, discount I got. They would like come and of shop. Course. Like it was like the last shopping day of the year. Um, and then after working there, I would like meet people. And I met somebody who like, owned a makeup school and then I met like producers and, you know, gift of gab and chat, chat, chat and positive attitude. And so that led to doing a reality show, nanny 911. I thought I had made it. Yes. Incredible. And then after that, I was like, this is great. And then I just kind of started freelancing for brands. And my husband found a brand on Craigslist called Deluxe Beauty, who is owned by Jillian Dempsey, who's married to Patrick Dempsey. Oh, yes. And that was the first she time. She has her own line, too. Yeah. That, and that was the first time that I had ever thought about celebrity because she did all celebrities. So when I went to go meet her for the job, she had all these pictures of like Kristen. What's her name? I'm so dumb. Um, <laughs> Kristen Bell. Kristen Stewart. Kristen. Kirsten Dunst. Kirstie Alley. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Sorry, not Kristen. <laughs> okay. Kirsten Dunst. And I was like, oh my God, she does Kirsten Dunst. And then I saw all these people that she did. And I was like, this is, I never thought of doing famous people. Like I never actresses like, oh my God. And then I dabbled in like movies and I was like, not for me. Cause it's so long TV, not for me so long. And then celebrity appearance. I was like, oh, this is the shit. Like you get paid the mm -hmm. most and you work the least amount of hours. Let's <laughs> do this. And that's how it, and then I just like, I was very squeaky. Like I would just email like all the agencies and I would email all these like celebrity makeup artists. Like, can I assist you? It was when like email was like, you had to crank your computer. Like <laughs> there was like <laughs> barely cell phones, no face, no face. Well, Facebook might've, I don't think Facebook was even out yet. No Instagram. YouTube right. was brand spanking new. And I just like squeaky wheeled and just assisted and had a good attitude and would like do anything anyone asked me. And then the wall group, which signed, which was where Jillian was at, started to send me out with all their artists. I like worked hard for like two years with some artists and then they signed me and I've been with them ever since. It's been like a decade. That's amazing. They're like a management company agency for hair, makeup artists, hair, makeup, stylists. Yep. Yeah. And they're part of WME or, right? Yep. I think so. See, we yep. know our stuff. You know Check your shit, guys. Mm -hmm. 
I'm just curious about like working on films. Did you do like FX makeup or was it mostly glam or like what types of movies did you work on? I know it wasn't your thing, but. So that was like, I did pickups for this movie with D.B. Sweeney. And I remember he asked me to cut his hair and I cut his hair with like cuticle scissors because I didn't have hair. I wasn't a hairdresser, but I had to like play like I I was like, sure, whatever. Uh, Fake it till you make it. And (laughs) I remember we shot like three days in a row and it was like 16 hour days. And I was like, this this is not for me. So that was as far as my movie career went. Thank God. It was awful. And I didn't even have kids then. So I was like, not for me. But I did work on a show called Surviving Disaster. It was on Spike Network. And it was about, we followed a Navy SEAL who would get into a disastrous situation and he had to get himself out. And so I did a lot of special effects, which is a whole nother genre of makeup. You really, when you want to get into makeup, you have to decide Mm -hmm. like what genre you want to do. Because that is a whole nother, that's like being like, an orthodontist instead of a dentist. Like right. a totally <laughs> right. different field of play. But it was so fun and interesting. And I had to do like a shark bite and like burns and black eyes and broken noses and gun wounds. And so frostbite, that was fun. But again, I was like not obsessed with it. I became, I was obsessed with beauty. I feel like doing a cat eye is a lot more fun than doing a shark bite. Like the way that your client feels afterward is probably very different totally different. Do you feel like you get, you can kind of feel how your client feels like if things, if they like the look or if they don't like the look, like, is there any anxiety there? (laughs) Yeah. I think for many years I had so much anxiety. Like I remember I would like pull over at any norms before I'd get to my job. (laughs) That's like the Jewish stomach back to the Jew. I would get anxiety poop. Oh my gosh. I always have anxiety poop. I like literally tweeted the other day, like, why do I always have to poop exactly one minute before a Zoom meeting? But it happens every single time. Like, it's so upsetting. I know. (laughs) It's bad. It's so bad. So yeah, I mean, I definitely for a while. And in the beginning, you don't know who's your jam. Like, you're not just like certain of who you are. And then you have to meet people. And then a lot of these people don't know who they are or will never know who they are. But then you start to meet people that are like-minded and then it's really just a collaborative effort and really fun. And it's just like playing and it's just such a joyful experience. So those were the people I was like, these are the people I need to work with. Nice, strong, down to earth, sense of self. And luckily now that I've been doing this for a while, that's like my core group of women that I work with are all like that. But in the beginning, yeah, I mean, you could tell when someone was like, ugh, and then you'd never get called back, you know? I can't imagine doing someone's look for like the red carpet or something. And then I don't know how it works exactly. But like, if you leave, you maybe go do someone else's makeup or you're done with your job. And like seeing them photographed and maybe seeing them like having changed their look. Because I feel like, like if I've gotten my hair done sometimes and I don't like it, I'll like after I go home, like I'll straighten out the curls or something. You know what I mean? Does that ever happen or not? It definitely happens. I've never had anyone change the makeup, maybe forget to like reapply the lip, which is such a bummer, but it is such, it's so anxiety filled, like waiting for like, so you would Google wire image and you would just sit there, refresh, refresh, refresh until your, your client hit the carpet to see if you fucked up. Like, did you, you know, are they too shiny? Did you, you remember there was like a powder deal like a couple of years ago, there was like, everyone was coming up with like powder oh, on yes. their face. Mm-hmm. There was like all these new HD powders that were out and then the client would powder themselves, but they wouldn't do it right. So it would shoot really bad. So 
Yeah. But hair, definitely there's hair and outfit because, you know, so they're styled, right? And then the fashion world is so crazy. Like these showrooms, these designers, like if you tell them you're wearing them, they like will not let anyone else wear that outfit. And then if that, I've had clients literally change when everybody's left and come out in their own clothes. It fucks the stylist so bad because they're supposed to, you know, they were the only ones wearing this dress. And, you know, it just, it's such a bad, but you can't tell that. You can't be like, you ruined my life with this showroom. (laughs) The designer's never going to talk to me or lend to me. But then what ends up happening with those people, sometimes it's just like, they're not feeling like hot in the outfit and that's okay. But like the people that do it all the time, they become like serial. They don't get lent stuff. Like, isn't that crazy? They don't get lent. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like one strike and you're out. Like, yeah, one strike and you're out. Yeah. I mean, I've never gotten anything for free in my life, clothing, (laughs) clothing wise. So who knows? I would just be so grateful to get like any free product. But do you have a favorite and least favorite look that you have done? Mm, That's so hard. I mean, we can just say favorite if you don't want to say least favorite. (laughs) There's like, I mean, some of them, like, I remember I did this like blue eyeliner on Rashida Jones that like I got got rid up written up like it was crazy it was so different for her and it was so I was just so proud of it it's so funny it's like makeup like but it's a it's people care so it's a big deal that one I was really proud of I feel like one of Kaylee Kaylee hosted like people's choice awards probably like eight years ago and she we did a cat eye we did like a lot of different looks that night. And then she had to get photographed on the red carpet. And we did this like really pretty pink cat eye. And that's like one of the, my favorite looks of all time. Yeah. Those stick out the most. I luckily I'm going to knock on wood. I'm not like the craziest, like I'm really about like natural aesthetic. I can get funky, but I don't really have moments that I'm taking like the craziest risk. Or maybe I just don't work with girls that take the craziest risks. So I never, it's never like, if I don't feel good about the look, I'm not letting it walk out the door. Right. Like if you don't look good, we don't look good. I feel like I stick by that. I'm <laughs> I such a that narcissist motto. that I can't, I can't let it, it can't be That just means you're me. good at your job though. Like why would you want exactly. to send someone on the carpet who does not look good? Yeah, exactly. And I think also I don't make it about me in the sense that like, Sometimes you just have to take the back seat. Like sometimes it's about the hair or the mm-hmm. dress or even the shoes or the clutch. Right. And it's like the makeup just needs to be a pretty accessory that no one notices. Like you got to look good, but you don't have to be the star of the look, you know? So I, I definitely can, I can, I'm not so alpha that I, I can roll over and just do my job. This conversation reminds me of another Jewish makeup maven business woman Bobby Brown, who was one of the first women to have her own line of products. And also she was like very into natural beauty and sort of just like enhancing what you've got. Did you feel influenced by Bobby Brown or by your mom or by any other like women in your life who kind of impacted your style or the way that you work? Well, the canter at my synagogue i'm just kidding (laughs) i was like no shit (laughs) i was like this is too good i was like i've never met a glam cancer but let's hear it can you imagine word up sue romer rest in peace um (laughs) god bless her i know well obviously my mom was like very pretty and glamorous so 
I definitely looked up to her getting ready. Like when they would go out, it meant we were like getting pizza ordered to the house, which was always an exciting night. But I loved the way she smelled and the way she looked in her makeup. And then, of course, Bobby Brown was one of the first, you know, Kevin Aquan, Bobby Brown, yeah. Laura Mercier, all pioneers for me. And, you know, watching what they put out as beauty really spoke to me because I appreciate all styles of makeup. But for me, it is not about like completely hiding who you are. It's like owning your differences, but playing up your imperfections and your perfections to like the best of your ability. Those brands definitely spoke to me. And I I always say like, I am the modern, maybe a little bit funnier Bobby Brown. <laughs> <laughs> definitely funnier. No, I've never it... met her, but like just from watching her, like she's pretty serious. And I feel like that's how I'm different than her. Like to me, makeup's not serious. It's yeah. not. It's funny and it's it's joyful and it's happy and it can make you change your emotions from sad to happy. And so I always like to remember that and to work through that. First of all, you are so funny. And I want to say we love your podcast, but I feel like the makedown, the makedown which we'll talk Thanks, about in a guys. sec. But I feel like being funny is such a valuable part of having any career where you need to interact with people, especially like being a makeup artist or a hairdresser or a stylist when you're in constant communication for like a period of time with the other person. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm sure you hear the craziest stories, the best shit, which obviously you talk about on your podcast. Mm -hmm. How did you start your pod? What were, you know, what went into that? What were your thoughts on why you started it? Just all that good stuff. Well, just like you said, I mean, we sit and we get to, I, I, I forget sometimes we get to sit in these incredible situations with people that have done incredible things that people would pay money to go hang out with. And we learn everything about them because they're people. So they have the same ups and downs we do. Teeny, who I work with a lot, we would like just always debrief after a job, especially if we're working with someone new. And we would drive home, <laughs> you know, because you're in your car in LA and we'd sit on the phone for like 45 minutes. Go, I'd be going to the Valley. She's going to LA. And we would just like <laughs> recap everything that went on. And then one day I was like, dude, we should be talking about this stuff. Like, we should do a podcast and have people on. And it's kind of taken on like its own little thing. But the bottom line is like when people are vulnerable and they're sitting in a chair, I mean, most everyone can relate because it happens when you go to get your hair cut. Like all of a sudden you have diarrhea of the mouth and you want to tell them everything. And it's like your, you know, therapist that you like, it's unofficial, but it's official. And you, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of just tell them everything. And that's our job. Like it's, you better be good at your job because most of your job is going to be a psychologist or like a friend. And that's really what you're doing. And that's why you're invited back. Like, yeah. are you trustworthy? Are you a good time? Are you because you better just be good at your job because that you just won't hang at the top. You know, that's how it started. And we're like, let's talk about instead of like, makeup, let's like reveal what we're talking about in the chair. So it's like just being real and interviewing dope, innovative people that we call dips. And, you know, <laughs> like people that are doing cool things because almost everybody, I would say everybody, everybody. And this is like one of those things that you forget about, but everybody has such a really interesting story. Some people don't know. It's like, I always say to people, like everyone's creative and people will be like, I'm not creative at all. I can't, I'm so, I can't. I'm like, no, no, no. You're like not letting yourself draw or paint or whatever. Like Everyone has it in them. What do you think about blue and white stripes, though, while we're here? 
Oh my God. Oh all, yeah, that's a serious question. By the way, all of my son's pajamas looks like he's in Auschwitz. Like, <laughs> it's so bad. I'm like, all you need is a little Jude star and we're done. Like everything. I'm like, where's this from, J. Crew? Well, I mean, Zara, <laughs> Zara, like has had a lot, a lot of mishaps. They need a few Jews like in management over there. Just, just doing quality control. Yeah. Like, yeah, all it takes is one. Yeah, just throw one, but just everything needs to go through Barbara. Just anything that's going out on the floor, just just show you could just send her a snap snapshot. It was like Zara, <laughs> Urban Outfitters. I mean, I think those two are the big problem areas. Um, yeah, and then there was yeah. Shein. Shein made the oh like, fuck Shein. Oh yeah, they were also, like, yeah, it's a Buddhist peace symbol. It's like actually, it's that a, has that has not that. been used as a Buddhist peace symbol since the Nazis unfortunately took over their symbol and used it as their own. So. Give me a break. Yeah. Fuck you, Sheehan. Well, it's also like I drive a Mercedes and like people will say like, it's a German car. I drive an Audi if we're throwing it out there. But (laughs) Jews love German cars. They do. We like nice things. We like nice things. We're taking back the power. Yeah. Taking back the power. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. Really quickly. We also want to talk about the Blylighter because you now have your own company. I mean, I feel like you are your own brand. But now you have a product and it's amazing. I mean, I haven't used it, but like, <laughs> I, I love I, a multifunctional product. I'll send it to you after you get off. Stop. Be, yeah, you're going to get oh something free. Oh my God, I'm free. shaking. You're getting something free. Thank send me your you. address. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my God, I've never been more excited for anything in my life. Happy my first free product. Hanukkah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hanukkah came early this year. That's right. Hanukkah Harriet. So I, you know, obviously I've been doing this a while and there's like so many products out there and there's so much noise and I really wanted to create, I will continue to create less is more, but I want to create the least amount of things that you need. So for me, like I'm not wearing anything today, but I, when I get off, I'll have to make some videos. So that's why, no, but um, <laughs> I'm like very much brows because I don't have them and then like lashes and then cheeks and lips and I'm kind of done. So for me, I was like, I create, I was trying to think about like what I created, like what I mix a lot of. And I, to get my girl's cheeks done for a red carpet, I was always mixing like three to four different products. And I was like, wait, why don't I just make that product in one? And then I was like trying to think of a name for it. And I was like, it's a blush highlighter hybrid. And I'm like, I'm just going to do blylighter. And people will not be able to, to say it and spell it wrong. Because my husband's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. Because people are like, I love the blighter. I'm like, the blighter's <laughs> the shit. Like, the okay, <laughs> call it what you want. Just buy it and use it. So it's a blush highlighter hybrid. It comes in three colors. The cherry one, the nude one, and the pink one. You guys are going to get all three. Oh my God, and stop. You Yay. can't mess up. You can't mess up. The packaging, it's so funny because when we started with my husband is in production and he he has like this creative agency that he is his company, him and this guy, Evan. And so I sat down with them to discuss like what this would look like. And I'm like, I want it to be chic with like black and white, but then like a little personality somewhere on the packaging. And my friend Evan, his partner was like, I, it doesn't sound like your brand. And I was like, wait, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, you're not chic. And I'm like, I'm not chic. <laughs> he's like, I don't mean it like that. He's like, you're just so fun and colorful. And like, you bring light into rooms. And I was like, okay. And he's like, we got to have fun with this. And I was Shout like, out to Evan. what was I doing? Conforming. I was conforming you guys because everything looks the same. And now I'm so happy. I'm just going to give you a little. So we sent out these boxes that said, um, 
just Jamie it and they have that little guy in a peace sign. Oh my God, I love a press box. That's I so love cute. A this is a bright purple box. You're getting the whole so thing. Everyone knows. So, and then I'm showing them my packaging, which you guys can find on jamiemakeup.com. Packaging is very like fun and whimsical and there's oh characters. So cute. And then the actual Bly later is also really fun. And it's so distinct, which is amazing. So if mm-hmm. someone takes it out to use it, you're going to notice it. Um, which is obviously fantastic marketing. So mazel. Won't get lost in your makeup bag. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Very smart. An artist named Yeye Weller from Amsterdam um, created all the art for it. And I'm just so grateful. It, it makes me smile when I look at the packaging. The product is so easy to use. You just literally dab it on, blend it, and it, it looks so good. And it's very you cannot make a mistake because it blends so nicely that if you put on too much, you can just keep blending it with your fingers until it That's goes away. That's me, queen of putting on too much of everything, <laughs> yeah. which is like, why I usually don't I wear anything. In. But it, You guys That's are going to love it. It's it's just so pretty and it just makes you... And it's clean and vegan, cruelty-free. I like checked every box. Um, we don't have a mirror in here I mean, because you can't recycle if there's a mirror because everyone's like, why isn't there a mirror? And I was like, because it's not recyclable. So I've also never used a mirror inside of a compact because you can't see shit. So like, it's what's too the point? small. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You just and it always gets like grody. It does. It never looks good after like a week of rolling around. Yeah. <laughs> so now I have that. So I'm just going to continue. We'll have new colors in um, 20 early 2021. I'm working on a eye product and a lip product. And then you know, I'm not going to, I mean, I say this now, but my goal isn't to make like 10,000 products. I want it to be just like a very niche line that like is always dependable and I don't need to keep creating new stuff. I'm trying to go against that. I think I want to be conscious for my consumers. Like everyone loves so much stuff, but it's too much stuff. I mean, I'm sitting in a pile of like hundreds of products here that I need to go through I'm sitting in a shed that I made because I get so many products. I don't even know what to, I don't even know what to do. I mean, I give them out. I try, I try everything, but it's just, it's a lot. There's too much. It's too overwhelming for like women that I'm trying to talk to. Like the women that are like, there's too much out there. I need it to be simplified. I'm trying to do that. It's so true. And the thing about makeup is it, unless you're using a lot of it frequently, it's really hard to work your way through like an entire blush compact or even a tube of lip gloss, like, and that stuff expires. So you have to, I mean, some people don't care if their makeup's expired, but <laughs> it, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. I get stressed. I'm stressed. I'm li- but I like still buy stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're all addicts. We love it. It's pretty. Can I touch it? Can I feel it? But you guys are going to get mm-hmm. it and you're going to love it. And you're going to be like, and I'm going to use the- it and I'm going to post about it. And it's yes. going to be oh incredible. My God, tag me. Yes. And I absolutely will Jewish. tag you. <laughs> it's kosher. It's kosher for Pesach. Kosher for everyday life, bitches. You had a rabbi come bless the, the line, right? I sure did. To make sure. Yep. We love that. The same one that cut my son's penis. <laughs> oh my God. All in the family. I haven't thought All about a breast in a really long time. You guys, I just have to tell That's you this because this is really funny. But for my son's breast, there is the person that holds the baby is called, I don't remember, but it's called something. Jewish and it's supposed to be a man. <laughs> and the Moyle was like, this is what you need for the breasts. And I was like, okay. So I'm like going through it. And he's like, you need a man to hold the baby. Why? And I was like, why does it have to be a man? And he's like, well, it doesn't have to be a man, but it needs to be somebody that you want the energy of that person to go on to, you know, your child. And I was like, okay. 
So I was like, who is my, one of my favorite people in the world? And Kaylee Cuoco popped in my head and I called her and I was like, will you hold my baby while the penis is cut? And she's like, um, sure. (laughs) Did she even know that this was like a Jewish tradition or was she like completely blindsided by all of this? I told her that it was a Jewish, I had to like break it down. And she's like, wait, do I have to cut it? And I was like, no, 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 you're not going to cut it, but you're going to hold him. And she's like, I'm in, I'm in, dude, I'm in. I was like, I just feel like your energy is so amazing that I'd love. She also threw me the craziest baby shower for my son when I was pregnant with him. You can Google it. It is literally the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life. Like ever. That's why I'm not having bar mitzvahs because I peaked at the baby shower. I, the baby shower was so insane that I literally was like, do I have terminal cancer? And no one's telling me. Like, will I be dying? Surprise. I love that. Make a wish. Oh my God. I love that Kaylee had the confidence to be like, well, do I have to cut it? Like just in case she did have to, like she was ready. (laughs) Is there a YouTube video I can watch? I'm going to send you guys pictures. She was like holding him. It's hilarious. And I was like, the men in my family were like, what the fuck? Why didn't we get to it? I was like, no, no. I want some of that Quoco magic. Like she's going to hold the baby. <laughs> How many children do you have and what are their ages? Sorry to neglect them for this entire podcast. <laughs> oh my God. That's, I, that's all I try to do during quarantine is neglect. Okay. So I have a nine-year-old named Lenny, who's a girl, Lenny Bell Greenberg. Love I such have, a cute all, name. They're all named after dead grandpas and moms. So... Mm-hmm. I was so named Lenny, after a dead grandpa. That. So, yeah. yeah, that's how you do. Lenny yeah. is my grandfather, Lenny, who is the shit. And then my son is Simon, who is named after my husband's grandpa, Simon. And then my mom, who passed away. So her name was Ruth. But when she was little, they all called her Babe. Simon's five, five almost six. And then Babe just turned three. We named her Babe, like Babe Ruth. Oh, my God. Okay, so cute. you are winning in the name game. I sometimes get yes. nervous when I ask people what their children's names are, because especially in L.A., you like never know what you're going to get. I'm very grateful that you picked amazing names so I can genuinely react with Thank happiness. You. <laughs> Thank you. Just so people who might not know, in Judaism, it's either good luck to name your child after someone who's deceased or it's bad luck to name them after someone who's living. I feel like that means the same thing. But that's why like there's no like John William III you know what I mean, in Jewish families, because it's like bad luck, because usually yeah. the dad's still alive. Evan Rubenstein the second. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah, you just, that does not happen. And I think it's good, because you are carrying on, I mean, I guess you're carrying on the name either way, but it's cute that you put your own little twist on it. I, I know. I, I, it's, they all sound like old Jewish men. Lenny Greenberg, Simon Greenberg, <laughs> and Babe Gre- Babe doesn't sound like a man. Not like, <laughs> Babe Ruth, though, so of course. Babe Ruth, yeah, yeah, she's a man. They're yeah. all men. They're all... <laughs> and none of them are having bar bat mitzvahs. I go back and forth. So my mother-in-law is, is conservative, and they are very... Like, they, my third child... I did not send my kids to Jewish preschool, and my third, who's now just entered her first year of preschool, my mother-in-law was like, I'm paying for preschool. She's going to Jewish school. And I was like, okay. Does she go to JCC? <laughs> she goes to Beth Hillel. Oh, I shouldn't. Well, it doesn't matter. Beth Hillel right. in Westchester, Great Neck. 
we'll bleep it. <laughs> Beth, Temple Beth Abraham, Temple Beth Israel, all the yeah, Beths. Temple okay. Beth, Temple Beth, beep. Yeah. She, so now, and you know, we go to the Tat, before COVID, we would go to Tat Shabbat with my, with, they would bring my kids. All my kids Cute. went to Tat Shabbat once a month with my in-laws. And you know, when you go and you sing the songs and you're like, are they, it's like, I kind of love it. And so I, I'm not saying no. I'm just, if I do it, it'll be like, we're going to Israel or like cut to, I have three years with my oldest. So who knows? <laughs> I don't know. But I you don't have gonna, to decide yet. I literally was going to start me and my other friend who's very similar. We call ourselves deformed Jews because we're not quite reformed <laughs> and we're not like not Jewish, but we're very like, whatever. Um, Stealing that. Absolutely. Deformed Jews. <laughs> and so she was like, I think we should send our kids and our kids are friends. They met in preschool. And she's like, let's send, she has a son, Lenny and Jackson to Hebrew school. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So we like looked into it and we're like the whole thing. And then COVID came. So they weren't able to do it, but I mean, Blessing there's something disguise. nice about knowing the lie, 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 Like it's, it's an inside joke. Yeah, that's, it is. It's like it a is. little club that not everyone's in, which is fun. You can send them to Jew camp, though, instead of, I mean, you can make up your own mind about this, but I feel like <laughs> when you send your kid to sleepaway camp, they learn everything they would ever need to know about being Jewish. That's true. I love Jew camp. So good. Where did you go? Did you go? I did. I didn't go to like a very big one, but it was called Camp Ramblewood. It was, it's closed now, but it was like, it was, it was great. It was the best. Where did you go? It's called Camp Tawanda. In Honesdale, Pennsylvania. Nice. Yeah. They're all the same. I went to Canyon Creek in Lake Hughes, California, which oh. is like just outside of LA. Is that still? It's still a thing. If you want to send your kids there, I highly recommend. But it's a sport camp, it was, isn't it? It's not. They de- they rebranded. It's not a sports <laughs> camp anymore. I mean, I guess I don't know <laughs> if your children are athletic. But... <laughs> it's not Jewish, but there's a lot of Jewish kids who go there. It's like you can go for two weeks or a month or maybe a little longer. And it's like very, it's an, an upscale camp experience. Listen, if you're into neglecting <laughs> your kids, you got to send them away for eight weeks. So now I get what, listen, now that I have kids, I get why my parents sent us off for eight weeks every summer. Like without oh, yeah. a doubt. Yes. I would definitely do that. I, I need the info. I I, my, I have needy children that like don't want to go to camp. And I'm like, no, they have to go. Would you ever send them to the East Coast or is that like? Chaotic. I would love to. I, I'm waiting for my, my brother was very big into camp. For those of you that don't know, a lot of times camp is where Jews get their like mojo because a lot of them are like dorks <laughs> in real life, but they get their like, they like enter the talent show and win and shit like that. And they're like, oh yeah, our listeners you know, know all about camp. <laughs> they know. So yeah, it's where nerds flourish. I mean, it's amazing. So, that's why Jews love it. That's why Jews love it. And they like really. So my brother, I want his kids to go with my, he lives on the East Coast. So I'm like, we, they can go together. Cousins. Yes. Well, That's check smart. out Camp Tawanda. It's, it's the best. Yeah. I'm Highly recommend. While we have you, since we don't get to talk to makeup professionals very often, and I am extremely selfish, I must know what your favorite products for eyelashes are, whether that's a growth serum a mascara, whatever. I am obsessed with eyelashes. I used to get extensions and then they ruin my eyelashes. So I'm just like trying to get so, okay. Sarah, Sarah Maxwell, who is a local LA single mom who has her own business. I think I have a code, Jamie 10. Um, she makes this lash serum. She sells them in a trio, but the mascara, I'm not, no shade, Sarah. The mascara is very chill. So you like, you don't need to buy the mascara. You could just buy the serum and the protein, it's like 
you put it on your lashes and then you put it on when I do it after two weeks of doing it like every night, it's insane. And it's not like the other ones. The other ones I feel like are very spindly. Mm -hmm. This is like thick, long, perfect, amazing. Sarah Maxwell beauty, obsessed. And then mascara, like so loving Thrive Cosmetic. My mom uses that. I want to try that. I just feel like the Instagram makes it look so scammy that I've never purchased. But funnel marketing is genius. I know the owner. Like I've become really good friends with her. The best. It it makes these little like It has like fibers, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't smudge. And it just makes your... It is so... It's such a good formula. Like I'm obsessed with it. I'm I'm going to order today. You're going to love it. Order today. Order today. Or we could get it sent. I think we send to you guys. <laughs> Just send us everything. <laughs> well, we're not going to say no to that. I feel like Jewish women always have like amazing lashes, not necessarily their own, but like they always have their lashes done and their nails done, like a gel or an acrylic. I just took mine off like, like 10 minutes you. ago. So <laughs> Jamie is holding up a beautiful, it looks like an indigo yep. manicure. Is that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's oh my I God. I'll never be caught dead. That was my mom. Every like never caught dead with bad nails. Never. Never. My bubby's same way. She would get her nails done and my grandma gets her hair blown out every week. It's like every they have week. standing appointments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandmother, I over COVID again, she's 96. So she hasn't been able to get her hair colored, which is her entire life. She had not only the same hair color, but hairstyle, short hair from when she was like 20. The other day, she FaceTimed me by accident and there was no picture. I was like, Grandma, you got to turn the video. She's like, I'm not turning it on. You're not going to see me like this. No <laughs> one's seeing me like this. This is ridiculous. And I was like, okay, Grandma. I love that. I feel oh like my, my, God, gra- my grandma's so like funny. still going to get her nails done. And my mom keeps yelling at her because like, obviously, don't go get your nails done during COVID. Yeah, I guess I at this point, she's yeah, just like, can't be I, I'd rather die than yeah. have fucked up toes. Like that's, that's what it me. is. Just take me COVID if I can't get my nails done. <laughs> Perfect. It's not worth living life without a fresh Manny. And I, I will tell you, over COVID, I did discover a brand called Manny Me, which is like these What's gel that? stickers. Wait, oh, I get the gel stickers from Target. They call they. You go online. This is actually an opposite French manicure. You go oh, I online. Love them. Cool. You they take a picture through your phone. You take pictures of your nails, and then they measure your nail out and what? then they send you these That's genius and then you just put them on and then you like leave a little gap where the cuticle is not too much of a gap or it looks like it's growing out already and then yeah. you just bend them and then go like you file it, it yeah off, file it and then okay. you can peel them off then they have like a top coat if you want it to stay on longer i got all the tricks you guys that's amazing. We're you so grateful. You are a renaissance woman. You guys are so fun. I feel like when shit opens up, we have to go like have a meal. Oh my God. I would, would fucking love, nothing love more. Oh my God. to have a meal. Can you imagine <laughs> a meal in a restaurant? <laughs> oh my God. I can't Talking even imagine. Talking about hair and makeup. Oh my God. My, my favorite subject. So... Thank you so for this was fantastic. entertaining us. Sorry, Thanks Jess, I always talk me. over you and now I'm talking over you. But thank you so much for being it's here. It's okay. It's a Jewish podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> of course everyone. we talk over each other. Get that in my way. Thank you guys so much. I feel like I could talk to you forever. Thanks for joining us, Jamie. You can find her on Instagram at Jamie Makeup. Be sure to check out The Makedown wherever you listen to your podcasts and go buy a blylighter for your loved one, Veronica, at jamiemakeup.com. 
If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. And don't forget to rate and review us. It's super helpful. And if you want to support the show financially, please go to anchor.fm slash pray for us slash support or just Google pray for us podcast anchor. Even $1 makes a difference. We are so appreciative. We really goes a long way. Follow us on Insta at pray for us pod. And if you feel like it, send us a note at pray for us pod at gmail.com. Happy Hanukkah. Shabbat Shalom. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. <laughs>